What is up, Fantasy? Dan and I are here talking high-stakes dynasty teams, roster management, dynasty trades, all of the above, man. All the fun stuff. We got a new show for you guys. Let's get to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What is up, Dynasty Land? Like I said, I'm here with my boy, Dan, the overhyped sleeper. For those who don't know, I know usually when we do do our shows, uh, especially the GOAT District on weeknights, uh, our usual longer format shows, we bring on a lot of guests, a lot of high power guests, high stakes, you know, beasts, sharks that take down, you know, six digit leagues. So we like to have the spotlight on them. And we don't talk a lot about, you know, too much about our leagues and kind of what we do behind the scenes. So Dan and I actually co-own a handful of teams together and we have a lot of fun doing it. Actually, it started with one and we seem to keep adding, you know, one here and there. And we've had a lot of success. Uh, last year, we took down the Hardway Dynasty League, which is probably probably the hardest league. I know Dan's in, in some some other, you know, uh, sharky leagues. But I would say that's probably the hardest league I'm in for sure, which is an FFPC one quarterback. What do you think, Dan? Is that is that one, fair enough to say it's one of the hardest leagues out there? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of my top leagues as well. Um, you know, I, I I have leagues that are for more money, but um, the the competition from top to bottom is not the same uh, in any of those leagues. You know, there each each one of those other leagues has you know two, three, four, five players that might be at home in the hard way, uh, but a few that probably wouldn't be. And like I say, top to bottom, hard way is, is definitely it. Yeah, it's a, it's a stacked league, uh, fun DM, like just savages in, in the fantasy, whether it's redraft, dynasty, and in and, and the high stakes world. So it's, it's always fun conversation. It's always challenging to get deals done. Dan and I actually managed to get some done this week, which we will talk about um as the ffpc cut down date approaches we'll talk about that as well but just to give you guys an idea the whole point of this show we'll be dropping it every week we're not going to record it live at first just to, to test this out and then um give you guys a, a behind the scenes look at, at dan and i just discussing our rosters moves that we're interested in making uh you know like i said the drops are coming, Dan, the, the famous cutoff dates, and there's some decisions to be made. So it's always fun to discuss discuss those as well. Yep, definitely. All right, so let me get, uh, you want to start in the hard way? Yeah, might as well, since we teased it. Let's, uh, let's jump in there. 
So for those listening, again, make sure you check us out on YouTube and as well on Spotify. That way you get the visuals. We'll be showing our rosters. We'll be showing some of the trades we've made. So this is our roster, Dan. I'll read it off quickly just to let, again, those that, that are not getting the visuals know what we're working with. We've got, again, it's FFPC, so it's one quarterback. It's, um, I just realized my mic is not even in front of me. Look at that. Look at that. See, I haven't had my coffee yet. How does that sound? Sound a little better or what? Yeah, that, that, that definitely works. All right. Hopefully it was, hopefully the sound was good enough. It we was fine before. All right, yeah. perfect. No big deal. So, yeah, so it's one quarterback, tight end premium. The thing with the FFPC, for those that are not already playing on there, which you should be, and we've got a, an exclusive bonus for you guys a little later on, it's it's a shallower roster. So you've got 20 roster spots, and then with the cut down coming up, you've got, you got to take it down to 16, right, Dan? Yes, that's correct. So we've got Justin Herbert at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, which we just made a move for. We'll talk about that. Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, TJ Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman. And then Dan and I are suckers for kickers, so we had to get Justin Tucker in the, in the startup. <laughs> <laughs> On the bench, we've got uh, most likely a drop, Zach Moss. Antonio Gibson is a guy I'm really high on this year. And I've got actually an interesting uh, fact, a stat on him uh, that we can talk about. Dan, try to remind me about that. Hassan Haskins, which, again, may be a droppable guy. Tyler Algier, who had a uh, surprising year for some last year as a rookie. Jalen Warren, a great depth guy, especially if you have Harris. Jarek McKinnon, Ty Montgomery. James Conner is a piece that we made a move for. Gus Edwards, Jelani Woods, and Tyler Higby. Yeah, so I, I, I really like the... Um... The moves we made for this roster. This was as uh, as JD said. We we won the league with this uh, team last year. Uh, it was it was very close. Uh, and 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 to be honest, without um, without that Cincinnati uh, Buffalo game getting canceled, we would not have won the league. But uh, you know, it, you win some, you lose some. So we'll we'll definitely take it. Uh, and if you're looking at those trades, JD, I've got that screen ready to go. I can just oh, do you? Awesome, that's yeah. even better. Yeah, because this so one's let's, a little. Let's let's look at a couple of trades we made to uh, kind of get ready for the next season. All right, um, pop it up. Yep. Perfect. Here we go. All right, so um, let me get it where you can see everything. Yeah, maybe just Sorry. scroll it up a bit, and then you can yeah uh, zoom it in a bit. There we go, and let's zoom. I always find these the way, and I always joke about it in the DMs because we'll drop trade trade proposals or trades that went through to each other, and whether it's FFPC, uh, MFL, it doesn't matter what platform I'm on. I am on. I don't know why, but I just have trouble. I I find that they don't make it very simple and clear the way that like who's getting what in the trade. So. You found this. This is actually, oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, this is this is way clearer. Um, so that's under the transactions part yep. of of the uh, the dynasty leagues on the FFPC. Okay, awesome. Yep, exactly. So basically, uh, you know, just to kind of lead into it, uh, one of the things JD and I talked about last week was we really needed to shore up our running back room. We felt good about. Uh, 
what we had, but we we felt like we could use a you know a, a better RB two and also hopefully a little bit more depth. Um, so I think these deals kind of accomplished that. Uh, the the one deal kind of led to the other. Uh, JD and I were both talking about both of these deals before we made either one of them. Um, and we, we didn't really think that we had a great chance at getting Najee, uh, just based on some conversations I'd had with the, uh, the owner, who is uh, uh, Ghost Tesla on Twitter, uh, Greg Chabot. And uh, he's, he's a, a longtime friend of mine, uh, somebody who I, I think very highly of as far as their, their dynasty and just all-around fantasy football uh, knowledge. Uh, very sharp player, uh, tends to... Uh, do real well in any league that he's in. So anyway, we made a couple trades with him. The first player we were going after was Connor, just because we felt like he was a really undervalued guy in Dynasty right now, just because of age and the fact that nobody likes the Arizona offense. But you know, if you take a look at what Connor's done um, with with um, Kyler Murray out. Uh, you know, the last few weeks of last season, it looked really nice. So, uh, you know, this is a team that hasn't really done anything in free agency at running back. They have a lot of other fish to fry in the draft, you know, not to say they, they won't hit running back eventually, but it seems unlikely they, they would spend a high pick uh, on a running back. So Connor seems like a fairly insulated pick right now that you can get pretty cheap. And uh, so, we 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 had made an offer last week, and then uh, Greg came back with this one of uh, the three hundred two and a twenty four third uh, for Connor in our seventh. And and for those, I, I think Dan, because of injuries, because he's moved around already uh, to two different NFL teams, I think sometimes it's forgotten how effective James Connor is as a running back in fantasy. He finished last year in twenty twenty two. It was an injured season. He finished thirteen games as the RB9 fantasy points per game. In 2021, he was the RB7. He had a couple years. He was closer to an RB2 back in RB2 in 2020, 2019, uh, dealing with injuries and stuff. And then he gave you RB7 in his second year in Pittsburgh in 2018. So he's given us top 10 seasons. And just, just recently, Dan, two top 10 seasons his last two years when you're looking at fantasy point per game. So again, because of the uncertainty in Arizona, we've talked on our other shows, including best ball, you're seeing value with Arizona players. And I think JC is a part of that, especially because of the injuries. I think people forget how effective he is when he is on the field. And I mean, what did we give Dan? Two thirds? Yeah, we gave two thirds. And, you know, part of the reason why his value is insulated is he's, he's a good pass catcher. Uh, you know, in Arizona, you know, different, totally different offensive system coming in, granted. Uh, but we think they're likely to be working without Kyler Murray, at least for the first few games. And so you're probably going to see a lot of checkdowns to the running back from Colt McCoy or whoever uh, they put in a quarterback. But it's probably going to be Colt McCoy uh, that's starting games for him if it's, if it's not Kyler. Uh, you know, and with Connor, I mean, you know, you know, you're not getting likely a full season out of him. You know, I always plan on, uh, you know, if I get if I get 11, 12 games out of James Connor, that's great. But he's yeah. a guy that you know I feel very confident about. If he's if he's playing for Arizona, um, I would feel confident just slipping him into the starting lineup. And right now, he's a bench player for us. 
Yeah, which is anytime you have a guy you can slip in anytime, like he's not, you know, you're not waiting for injury, you're not waiting for uh, a backfield to, to clear up. I mean, JC, even if they bring in a rookie, he's he's going to own that starting position. 46 receptions last year. Dan, the thing I like about him is he had 18 touchdowns the year prior, so everyone's yelling, oh, you know, touchdown regression, touchdown regression. Yeah, he went down to eight touchdowns, but he cranked up the receptions, and that evened out uh, his production, which was nice. Yep. Absolutely. And then um, why don't you take us um, into that next trade, J.D., because you were, you were kind of the, uh, the, the person who came up with the, you know, the initial idea on it. You, um, you, know, you, you basically hammered out the framework for this one uh, to start with, and then we just had to kind of massage it around until we got something we could agree on. Yeah, Najee Harris, funny enough, uh, this time of year, you get into guys uh, maybe that you weren't before, I find. You know, it's that time of year, whether you hear like a good take and then it gets you to dive deep into it or whatever it is. But I like to, to anytime I see guys value that I, I find are, you know, maybe the general perception is lower. And you see, you know, in the best ball drafts, you see these guys fall. So you start to see value in guys. And that's where in Dynasty, for me, they become trade targets, right? Uh, especially again, this time of year, you Dan said something to me in the DMS the other day. And, and I even tried to get you to drop like a, a short or something about it because I thought it was a very, um, a very valuable tidbit that you gave. And I, I, I was asking you like, why are you, cause I noticed you were really aggressively going after running backs and I asked you why you told me why i don't know if you want me to, to to share that now or if you want to wait another uh what is what do we have three or what 31st so we have a few days no I, I, no i mean i think i think uh you know this is what our listeners want so you know let's let's talk about what we're doing for sure and and dan just pointed out starting running backs and, and it's true especially in the higher stakes leagues they're really hard to get i mean especially in trades to get guys that are locked in as you know workhorse running backs but if you're gonna do it this is the time of year and there's two reasons i think one dan you pointed out like yeah how hard it is to get these guys um in the leagues but go, as we lead into the rookie draft right the nfl rookie draft there's always that uncertainty at the running back position like and you know you've got free agency that's still still happening so you have all these possibilities of your running back or that running back's value getting cratered, right? So people get, it's kind of like the hot potato and people get a little worried. So there may be more inclined to move running backs this time of year, um, especially if you're targeting the right one. So we targeted Najee, like I said, he's a guy, I don't have any Najee. He's not a guy that I have, I have high ownership with, but I do find his, his value, the perception on him is low right now. I think he's a good buy. He does still have, as much as we saw Warren and Warren's exciting and fun, I think that for Pittsburgh to run well, you want both of these guys to, to be producing. And, you know, Harris had a down season. I believe he was dealing with injuries last year. So a lot of factors why rookie quarterback coming in, a lot of new pieces in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you saw guys like Deontay produce, but zero touchdowns. So you could see this offense with with a Tomlin, uh, you know, coaching regime running the show, improving this year. And for sure, Harris is going to be a big part of that. So I don't know that they're going to come in and start replacing Harris or, you know, giving him less touches or any of that. I think he goes back to, to and I'll pull up his stats. Well, maybe you take over, Dan. But basically, the trade was to go after Harris to, to get ourselves a true RB2. 
and that puts him ahead of Connor, which is nice because now we have the flexibility at the position uh, with our starting running backs. So we sent Juju Schmidt, Juju Smith Schuster. Well, I can't say that today. AJ Dillon, our one twelve and our three twelve, and we got Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, uh, both Pittsburgh Steelers uh, running backs. Yeah. So thoughts on this trade. Um... Pretty much every asset in this trade is kind of a distressed asset a little bit, uh, no matter which side you're looking at. That's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, you know, like people are, are kind of down on this draft class, so the 112 doesn't carry the same uh, cachet that it does a lot of years. Uh, A.J. Dillon, everybody's disappointed that uh, Aaron Jones has come back, you know, so it's going to be, you know, they have to wait yet another year for A.J. Dillon to, to break out if he ever does. Juju, everybody is just completely over, and now he's going to New England, and New England did terrible last year. Uh, you know, so nobody sees a bright future for Juju. And then we're getting Najee Harris, you know, probably at the low point. You know, he's going to be 25 this year, and people are starting to look at his age. You know, uh, man, you know, he, he was a rookie just two years ago, but he's already 25 and things like that. But, you know, uh, this is a team that wants to run the ball a lot. This is a team that will throw to its running backs. Um, you know, so it, as J.D. said, you know, getting Najee Harris at a downtime, I feel like we definitely got the best asset here. Uh, you know, what we had to give up was kind of a collection of of things. You know, in, in a way, it's almost an overpay. Uh, but if you look at, you know, what, what each of these individual assets are getting in the trade market, Juju, Dylan, the 112, uh, it's just really not that much. So uh, we, we felt like this was a good deal. It kind of helped us consolidate down a little bit. Um, you know, as far as like what, you know, so we had a, a strong number two running back, as JD said, you know, a lot of teams, Najee Harris might be their number one. And with the with the two flex spots on FFPC, you don't mind having that flexibility, right? Because, you know, maybe right. Keenan Allen doesn't go one week or whatever it is. So you want to be able to fill in your flex spots with guys that should be in your starting lineup. That's the way I look at my FFPC team. And that's kind of why you, you know, we had Jordan McNamara on recently uh, on Dynasty Market Check talking about how you, you know, you want to. You want to upgrade your pieces, not downgrade, not break them up into mush. You want to, you want to collect pieces like we did, and then upgrade and get yourself, you know, a more significant piece. And if you look at Harris, his two first years in the NFL played the same amount of games. The biggest difference, he had the same amount of touchdowns, ten touchdowns. His first year, he was the RB six. Last year, RB nineteen fantasy points per game. The biggest difference is the receptions. Dan, he went mm -hmm. from seventy four to forty one. And again, you've got a rookie quarterback coming in. You know, he's got to learn the offense. He's got to learn in the NFL. These guys have to build a rapport. they got to build a playbook around him. So we're going to probably see that change. I don't know if this becomes his his kind of more his average uh, or is that now his floor? We don't know. I think we're, we're all guessing, right, at this point. But the fact that he's shown us a season with 74 receptions um, and 1,200 yards, over 300 touchdowns, I mean, he's he, you see that the volume is there. So anyways, enough on, on Harris. We thought that was a good get, like we talked about with Juju and A.J. Dillon. Again, Dan, just the last thing on this, it's all about how these pieces fit in your roster as well, right? Like individually, for sure, the pieces, you want to look at them. But it's for us, Harris is probably worth even more because he fits so nicely in this, in this roster, this defending title uh, roster that we have here in the Hardway League. 
Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, basically we we are pickless through the first three rounds, uh, but we're okay with that, uh, you know, because we just, we, we weren't wild about what we were likely to get the 112. Um, certainly the third round picks are, are pretty forgettable picks. You can toss them into any deal. And so we, we were just looking for ways to uh, upgrade our starting lineup and solidify our bench right now. You know, so basically the, the, the 16 players that we walk into uh, April with after we make our cutdowns here, that's the core of our team. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't really sacrifice much of anything for next year. We've sacrificed a third round pick for next year, but otherwise our picks are intact. Uh, you know, so we still have ammo during the season if we need it. Do you want to cut some guys now, or you want to wait till the last? Uh, no, let's uh, let's just kind of finish off this um, finish off this league. We can we can kind of look at our cuts, probably make a couple now, and then. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I think we can. Okay. Do you want to put it up, or do you want me to? Yeah, if you got it, go ahead. I'll stop yeah. sharing mine. All right. So these are our bench guys right now. I think Zach Moss is safe to say that he's he's going to be a drop. Yeah. Um, so we we've got to get down to six bench guys. Basically, is what we need to get down Four, to six, um, eight, ten, eleven. So we got to drop five guys. Correct. Yep. And so I think uh, I think it's safe to say Hassan Haskins, Zach Moss, they're going to be. All right, Zach Moss, you gone. Yep. Haskin, you gone. Ty, Ty Montgomery, Montgomery he gone. gone. So now the decisions. Gus Edwards, most likely gone, but heavily undervalued in basketballs right now. I'm just going to point that out. Right, yeah. Gus Edwards is probably gone. Uh, if we want, we can hold on to him and see if anybody yeah, wants just, to make a move for him. And Jarek McKinnon, probably gone. But again, you know, he might sign somewhere. So worth holding on to for now. So basically, we've got it to, we have we have eight bench players. Um, we know who our cuts are likely to be. Um, you know, if, if uh, McKinnon ends up somewhere juicy or, you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, something horrible happens to him, which we hope doesn't happen, you know, we we could hang on to one of those guys and and then uh, drop a tight end or something instead. But um, Gibson, Allgaier, uh, Jalen Warren probably stays just because we have Najee Harris, and uh, we we like those tight ends, uh, yeah. Jelani Woods and Tyler Higby. Uh, so, and of course James Conner is definitely staying as well. Yeah. So most likely Edwards and McKinnon. And if you look at our bench, I mean that's in my opinion, where you want your depth, unless you're playing a triflex league where you got to start three receivers, you yep. want your depth at running back and at tight end, in my opinion. I just find my strongest teams always have, you know, a solid two, if not three or four uh, solid tight ends because it is tight end premium. And then you definitely want the, the depth on the bench to get you through the seasons. Right, exactly. And um, if you move up to our starting lineup, um, you know, basically we – we are starting four wide receivers right now. Um, yeah. Those are the only four wide receivers we have, but we also have some picks in the fourth through seventh round where we can add some depth. And the nice thing about FFPC, the, the standard dynasty leagues that they run, there's almost always a startable uh, wide receiver on the waiver wire if you really need one. So, um, 
yeah, won't mind. And Don't just to point out, there. Dan, when when you do again for those that might not be on the site already, and guys, if you're not on the FFPC, make sure you go to myffpc.com. I've got a link below in the in the in the description, uh, the show description. Use the code GOAT if you go directly and, and sign up when you make your first deposit, and you'll get a twenty five dollar credit that you can use for anything thirty five and up. So even a thirty five dollar entry will cost you ten bucks which right now can get you up to $5,000 in a um, never-too-early best ball draft. But going back to the Dynasty, um, you can also draft in the – the reason I'm pointing this out, because I know in, especially MFL leagues that you and I play in, you can't necessarily uh, draft um, free agents, whereas in the rookie drafts for the FFPC, there are certainly the rookies, but you can also draft free agents that are on the waiver wire. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, the nice thing is we have a lot of running back depth. And as, as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, you know, running backs really do get to be at a premium in, in these standard FFPC leagues. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if we need to trade for a wide receiver, uh, you know, we, we have the pieces to do it as well. So, uh, you know, not too worried about that. All right, Dan. Um, you know what? For our first one, we're already at twenty-five minutes. Yep. Why don't we? Why don't we leave it here? I don't want to. Okay. The whole point of these was to not make them too long. Right. So why don't we leave it here? We'll stick with uh, the hard way today. Like you know, uh, start off with the with our with our defending uh, title team for the first episode, and then next week we'll uh, we'll jump over to one of our other high stakes leagues. Uh, on the FFPC or uh, we've got one league, I think on the MFL and the gold leagues that we can also talk about on this show. Yep. yep, definitely. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Let us know in the comments, guys, smash the like button. If you did enjoy the show, if you got something out of it, we're again, the, the whole idea is Dan and I get together to talk about our rosters. Anyways, we figure we'll drop um, some content, let you guys see some behind the scenes of us managing our rosters trades. Today we talked about trades that we did this previous week. Uh, in the future shows, we'll probably talk about trades that we're looking to make. Of course, we're going to have a cut down, so we'll keep talking cut downs until that comes up. And if you have any dynasty questions, roster questions yourself, again, please drop those in the comments and we'll, uh, we'll answer those for you. And um, look out for the next episode soon. We'll be dropping this hopefully uh, this weekend. So enjoy your weekend and we'll check you all later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash off is the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice, from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the... And I always be traded And I always be traded And I always be traded Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them Fish...